completely different than the consumers 25 years ago. They're in all countries, all cultures. They adhere to all kinds of religions. This is the very definition of the word diversity. At the same time, their workforces are beginning to mirror their consumers as the workforces of companies begin also to be of all different backgrounds and national identities and so on. Unfortunately, the managements of many, particularly U.S. corporations, look somewhat like they did 25 years ago. And one thing company managements ought to be asking themselves is, what part of the whole person that comes in the door of our headquarters or our facilities in the morning can they bring in that would benefit the corporation? And how much is left outside because of their perception of our demands on them, the disciplines we impose on them? And the question is, are we benefiting from what our people have to offer? Companies need to look at their ability to benefit from the inherent diversity of point of view they have within their walls. So what does a strong reputation look like? One way you know that you have a strong reputation is when something goes wrong, you get the benefit of the doubt. The public, and particularly the press, believe ahead of time that you're a good company and are willing to listen to your story before making judgments. If you have a chemical spill or somebody is hurt in your factory, do people immediately assume it is evidence of business as usual at your company or is it perceived as an exception? The CEO prepares for crisis every day of his or her career. And the reputation you build is that reputation which will come back to you when something goes wrong. That's when you find out really how good you've been in building it day by day and year by year. Mm -hmm. Okay. You offer seven strategies for reputation leadership. Could you go deeper on these for us? Sure. The first thing a company has to do is figure out who it is, establish core values. Who a company is in its own definition of itself has to be something that has arisen from its own internal conversations. Management doesn't decide this. It's a value system the workforce has participated in developing and can be held responsible for. Strategy two, the company has to be able to see itself as others see it. It has to find ways of talking to its constituencies, either directly or through intermediaries, preferably both. It has to take a proactive approach to understanding how others see it. This is a continuous process. This is not something you do once and then you do again some other time. It has to take place at all times. From this gathering of intelligence on your constituents' viewpoints, you make what is called a stakeholder map that enables the company to see who its critics are, who its supporters are, but also what themes are shared by various groups of critics and supporters. This kind of intelligence is critical in structuring communications. You've got to understand those who are listening to you. Mm -hmm. Of course. Perhaps the most important strategy is build your reputation from the inside out. Reputation comes out of how the company is run every hour of every day. You cannot solve problems by communication strategy alone. You cannot develop a reputation by communicating brands or empty slogans. 
your reputation is built in the way that every person associated with the company interacts with uh, customers and other stakeholders every day. To quote the poet William Blake, you can see the universe in a grain of sand. You can pretty much tell the culture in the C-suite of the corporate headquarters by talking to anybody anywhere in an organization. If you ask the guy who drives a forklift in a distant factory how he feels about his job, what the rules are, what his attitudes towards his own foreman are, you can tell pretty much what is going on in headquarters a thousand miles away. You have to tell your corporate story, engagement with those who are listening to you in a way that you become vulnerable is critical. Communication is a two-way exercise. Right. That's definitely true. You have, as well, to prepare for crisis. The CEO saves the company every day by the way he or she behaves and by the way he or she